This is Jets at Noon with Cameron Poitras and Jim Toth on 680 CJOB. How you doing, Jim Toth? I find myself well. How are you? Game day. Let's yeah. go, baby. Absolutely. Winnipeg Jets, Toronto Maple Leafs. Oh, big one. Uh, pre-game show gets going at 4 o'clock. Puck drop at 6. Text the show 204-780-6868-204-780-6868. Uh, we'll get into the, the starting lines, projected lines, uh, all that good stuff. Who's going to be in net? Who is out skating? The projections for the win and all that sort of thing. But we'll kick things off bringing in the senior managing editor with the Athletic, as well as co-host of the Leaf Report podcast, uh, James Myrtle, onto the program. James, thanks so much for doing this. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. Give me a good game tonight. Yeah, hey yeah. James, thanks I, for doing this. Welcome. I, I hope so. I hope so. Who, who's expected to be in net t- uh, tonight for the Leafs? They're going to be putting in uh, Ilya Samsonov because uh, Murray has lost the last couple games and was pulled from the last game. And Samsonov came in on uh, Tuesday against Florida and got the win with a come-from-behind victory. So it's been really back and forth in the Leafs' crease this year. There hasn't really been one guy that's dis- distinguished himself from the other. Um, and, and, you know, with all of the kind of consternation and controversy over the Leafs goaltending decisions in the offseason, both of them have, have exceeded expectations. So, you know, it's I think the number one question mark for the Leafs coming into the year was, was goaltending, and it, it hasn't played out that way because they've both been fine. When does that need to happen? When does one guy need to take the reins and, and grab control of the net? Um that's a good question. Not um, tonight is the point, uh, James. <laughs> Just not tonight. I, I I think the organization would like it to be Matt Murray. I mean, he's got the bigger contract. He's got more experience. Um, you know, he's signed for next year, whereas Samsonov's an RFA in the offseason. But, you know, Samsonov's been, been hanging in there. And statistically, their numbers are really, really close. And Samsonov's been on a huge heater at home, his record at home. I, I don't even know. if I don't think he's lost in regulation at home yet this year. It's been... It's been really, really good there. So I think they've still got time here to let this play out. The Leafs don't have a whole lot to play for in the standings right now just because they're pretty much locked into that number two or three spot in the Atlantic. It looks like, you know, 95-plus percent chance they're going to play Tampa in the first round again. So, you know, they can afford to experiment. And But, you know, you could see them trying to start leaning towards Murray lately, and uh, his play hasn't really warranted that. So I expect we're going to be going back and forth here for at least another month. I'd sign up for another first round of the Lightning and the Leafs after the last yeah. one and, and everything mm-hmm. else, James. I do want to ask you about the Leafs. Like, Leafs-Jets tonight, so focus on that. But I, I felt for years both these teams are similarly similarly constructed the same. Uh, very similar, very top six heavy um, defense, goaltending, everything. Uh, Hellebuck, obviously, the edge there with what the Leafs keep looking for. Um, but both these teams now are even more similar because they both kind of, quote-unquote, ran it back this year with the same core, the same numbers, no major changes. Uh, where are you on the Leafs compared to the last couple of seasons we've seen them? Are they better? Are they the same? Um, where, what's your impression of them so far? Well, I mean, you know, last year was a step forward for them in a lot of ways, and, you know, they, they took Tampa to, you know, the, the two-time defending champs. They took them to Game 7 and lost by one goal, and that was a reflection of how good that team was. So... You know, I think running it back for them was, you know, we just had a franchise best season. You know, let's, it would have been silly to start pulling things apart. So, and, and this year's team, I mean, the results have been fairly similar. And that's with Austin Matthews not being on a completely, last year it was completely ridiculous, you know, scoring almost every single night and 60 goals in 73 games. And, you know, he's been playing through some bumps and bruises and hasn't been 
nearly as high impact. But what's been different this year is the blue line's been really good for the Leafs, and that's even with uh, Morgan Riley missing a lot of time. And, you know, overall, if you look at amount of salary that's been out of the lineup due to injuries during the season, the Leafs, I think, are top five in the league in that regard. So they've managed to weather that pretty well. Um, So, you know, I, I would say overall relatively similar to last year in terms of caliber of team. But the way that they've gone about doing it has been slightly different with better defense, better goaltending than last year, and and slightly less offensive firepower. I want to go back to something you mentioned in, in just a previous uh, answer there. I mean, looking at the Atlantic, Boston right now has 74 points. I mean, the Leafs are not going to catch them. Tampa Bay is two points back of them right now. Toronto is 14 points ahead of the next team in the Atlantic. Florida with 47 points. The the, the Leafs have 61. Tampa's got 59. And, and, and you said 95% chance uh, Toronto and, and Tampa are going to get lined up again uh, in the first round. Um, there's, you know, just under a half a season left to play here. I mean, how do you think the Leafs are going to be handled? Sort of a, a foregone conclusion over the rest of the season here that they, they already... I don't, I don't remember a situation like this where it was it was this cut and dry halfway through a season. I mean, how are they going to be able to deal with having really, you know, unless playing for pride here and, and, and getting ready, but this is going to be a long stretch for them of relatively having nothing really tangible to play for. Yeah, I mean, you know, honestly, like it's with the way the playoff format has been, it, it's happened to the Leafs quite a bit. You know, the years when they, it used to be that Tampa would win the division and they would run up against Boston in that 2-3 spot. Like that happened in uh, 2018 and 2019. And I remember those years and like, you know, covering some of the games in like February against like the Islanders or whatever. And it's like, mm-hmm. what is, like, what's the point of this game, you know? And they started they start resting some of the roller players and it's certainly it's tough you know it's a long season it's a real grind and when you there's not a lot to play for in the standings you know i think that and all and all that really matters to the leafs organization this year to you know the future of the gm who doesn't have a contract beyond the season the coach only has one more year in his deal really like the the building of this this program and this team since 2014 when Brendan Shanahan came in it's all built up to this moment in this season and the mm-hmm. the first round of the playoffs so it's a weird situation where you know the next 30 odd games don't really matter a lot like we know this is a good team it's just a matter of if they can get over the hump and beat another really good team in the first round and the frustration point in Toronto is that that that's been the case here you know basically going back to when they were facing the Bruins in 2018 it's been a lot of years where they've fallen into a really tough first round matchup and and haven't gotten it done yet James I'm wondering what your impression is of the Jets this year uh, I'm, I'm glad to see them bounce back in a big way. I mean, I think they've been one of the surprise teams in the league. And, you know, I think Rick Bonus is going to be, I was actually, you know, our, our writer here, Murat, is is here. And I was out with him last night. We had dinner and we were talking about the Jets a lot. And Who paid? You know, I think, Who paid? <laughs> the, the company paid. So, nice. Okay. Yeah. 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 We had a quote unquote team meeting. So, um, <laughs> you know, Murat is one of the worst people I've ever met in my life. Just a real jerk. Yeah. Right? Well, don't yeah. you think so, James? Uh, the Murat I know probably still tried to pay, even though the company was. <laughs> yeah, I think he was a little bit uncomfortable with it. So, yeah. but you know, it, it 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 was great to see him every time he comes through. And we were talking about Winnipeg, and uh, you know, and I said I think Rick Bonus should be the front runner for the Jack Adams. I mean, just with him going in there and turning things around and. You know, it's obviously going to be such a feel-good story. He's going to have competition with, you know, Montgomery in, in Boston. And, uh, you know, there's there's lots of good stories around the league. But for me, he would be number one. And, 
you know, it's interesting that they run it back with a relatively similar roster, but just just look at, you know, Josh Morrissey's been a, you know, a Norris candidate and like a guy that really has put himself on the radar nationally in a bigger way. Um, you know, and they've got some good young pieces coming like Perfetti, you know, it, it it's good to see because I, they were one of the teams where you kind of worried, like, are they getting, is their core getting a little bit older? You know, are they going to be able to continue to be competitive? Um but, you know, they, they've just made some smart additions, and it looks like they're going to be a team that can kind of extend their window longer than it looked like maybe a couple of years ago. You know, James, the one thing that I've, I've been really impressed with with the Leafs this year is how they've been able to – like, that was one of the, the issues coming into the season as well. I mean, we, we already talked about goaltending, but it was about defense. And, you know, and you know, defense starts with the forwards, it goes back to the blue line, and then it gets to the net. Uh, sixth in goals against, I mean, that's really impressive. And you mentioned the injuries before and, and the amount that they've faced on the blue line here. And, and you have guys, you guys, guys stepping up and, and guys that perhaps uh, many didn't think, including myself, could could be able to shoulder the load. But they, they've excelled. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a real misnomer around the league that you still hear that the Leafs are kind of this offense first team that needs to learn how to play defense. I mean, they were yeah. fantastic defensively last year too. It's just that they had some struggles in goal with Jack Campbell and Peter Mrazek, but like they're they're well coached. Sheldon Keefe does a great job. They got Dean Chanel from uh, he was the assistant coach in Carolina for years, and so they've got like a really strong defensive system. They've been good on the penalty kill, and some of their young defensemen, and frankly, some of their old defensemen, Mark Giordano, like the oldest skater in the league, has been fantastic. Um, but you know, Timothy Logren has stepped up, looks like a top four defenseman. Uh, Rasmus Sandin has, has played well. They got Connor Timmins from from Carol, uh, sorry, from Arizona, basically for nothing, and he's been really, really good in the top six. I mean. A lot of things have just worked out really, really well in that blue line, and it's. I think people would have been very surprised that the Leafs could play this well defensively with uh, Morgan Riley and, and now TJ Brody's out of the lineup. Um, those are really their two big guys, but they've been able to put Giordano and Justin Hall and, and Timothy Logren into much bigger minutes than we were anticipating, and they've been really, really good. And part of it is that those those big guns that everyone talks about the offense that they produce they're really good defensively like Matthews and Marner are probably two of the top 10 or 12 defensive forwards in the league so and they've split them on different lines so when you always have Matthews or Marner almost always have one of them on the ice and then you have David Kampf anchoring the third line who's a fantastic defensive center you've got really good defensive players on the ice at all times and I think that that's that's why the the Leafs have been tough to score on this year that's why I, what I find intriguing about tonight's game is like of the, the the last five games for the Jets, and even though there's been some victories in there, their defensive game overall has slipped a bit. Kyle Connor, although putting up points, hasn't you know been his usual self that he was through the first half of the season. So how do you think at this point of the year these two teams match up tonight? What are you expecting, James? Uh, like I said, I think it's going to be a great game. I mean, the, the Leafs and Bruins played in Boston on Saturday, and it was fantastic. Like, it felt like a playoff game, and, and yeah. Boston scored, Boston scores with a minute left. And I'm expecting a, a hard-fought, close game. And there's a, I don't know if you'd call it a rivalry or not, but there seems to be a little bit of bad blood between the Leafs and the Jets. And I'm one of those people, like, I, you know, I grew up in Western Canada, and I love when there's an all-Canadian matchup. And I wish that the teams played more often. That year when... That year when it was the all-Canadian division was a bit much, having that's all we had. But I think that, you know, I, I'm a proponent that there should be, these teams should play each other more often. And, mm-hmm. you know, a dream Stanley Cup final for me would be like, you know, Leafs-Jets or Leafs-Oilers or Leafs-Canucks or something like that would be fantastic, East versus West. And I hope we see it at some point in my lifetime. But, you know, it's two pretty evenly matched teams. 
Uh, I think goaltending is going to be big. My, my prediction is this probably be probably be a lot of offensive fireworks in this game. So, you know, Austin Matthews took a couple games off and has come back really dialed in and firing. And you know, William Nylander got the uh, overtime winner against Florida. So, you know, I think you're going to see a lot of some pretty goals tonight. And it's, it's certainly going to be... Uh, worth the money for the fans in attendance here. Yeah, I was listening to your uh, your last uh, episode of the Leaf Report uh, podcast there, James, that actually just came out earlier, and you guys were kind of, uh, you and uh, Jonas Siegel were kind of batting around some stuff about how maybe people could be more interested um, in, in the National Hockey League during the regular season, and, and just mm-hmm. to go back on there, it's just, uh, we, we got to go, unfortunately, we don't, we, don't have any, we don't have any time here, but just to have like maybe the Canadian teams play each other for a series, uh, one of the home-at-homes, play for something, I don't know, but, uh, you know, and, and, and adds up to something at the end of the year i don't know but there's there's there, I, I wish they were a little bit more creative when it came to this th- sort of thing but james myrtle senior managing editor with the athletic as well as co-host is the aforementioned uh leaf report podcast james thanks so much uh, fantastic stuff really appreciate you joining us yeah thanks for having me always great james thanks enjoy the game 204-780-6868 204-780-6868 pre-game show four o'clock puck drop at six jets leafs how do I? You know what? I'm going to tell you how I feel about these sort of games. Big Jim. one, big yeah. game. I'll tell you what I think. I mean, I. They're all I big love, games. I have a love hate relationship big. with Jets and Leafs games, and I'll tell you about that when we come back after 12:30. Big game. Jets at noon on 6:8 CJOB. Thank you very much, Sarah. How you been today? You Hi, been? Sarah. Hello. I'm okay. How big, are you guys? Big game tonight. <laughs> is <Yeah>. it? <laughs> and I believe you are from Dryden, Ontario. Ontario. That does not mean I like Toronto. Well, that's what we're asking. No, what, no, no. What is no. like the ratio of Leafs fans in, in, Dryden. Dry, in Dryden? It's kind of split. I mean, lots of people from Kenora and Dryden definitely come here for Jets games, though. Like, they yeah. love the Jets, too. Yeah. So, but yeah. when the Leafs are here, do more people come? <sighs> I don't know. Because we'll close the border if we have to. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. I'm not sure, honestly. What is your father, a Jets fan or a Jets? Jets? Yeah, Jets. That was pretty quick. I don't know if I trust it. Well, I got him a shirt for Christmas. Oh, okay. Hopefully he's a fan. That's a nice gift from yeah. a daughter. Hey, yeah. Dad, who's your favorite there team? You go. There you and go. did he come back with, do you want to go to a game? And did the daughter say, absolutely not? <laughs> I, I would. I definitely would. Why don't you okay. get your dad, you they and him, tickets yeah. right on the glass, there we go. spend the money, and enjoy yourselves. Yeah. What do you think for about sure. that? I would. I would. His birthday's coming up. So that. thank you for the idea. There you go. Yeah. Come there to Winnipeg. <laughs> meet the guys from oh. Jets at noon. Yeah. <laughs> Help finance our Skadge pizza idea, <laughs> yeah. and then come to the Jets game with Perfect. me. Perfect. Yeah. There we go. How much can he? How much can he put in? Not, I didn't not mean to a ask lot. You. Well, not we like silent partners because we're very vocal. Yeah, we don't want him to talk, but no. we just yeah. But just we want him to. Every time we're like, we didn't know lettuce was this much to kick us a check. <laughs> yeah. Get him to the Jets game, then I'll ask. Then it'll be good. All right. Does he consume? Okay. Can we? <laughs> That's what I mean. Give him a few and say, hey. What do you yeah. think of this well, idea? Yeah. That'll, that'll sounds, settle it. Sounds like a really good idea. <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Sarah McCarthy, she'll be back. Solid business plan there. <laughs> the whole, just the solid. The whole thing is just falling apart. It could, Don't say that. I'm... Well, I'm keeping it. I'm keeping hope alive. This is my home retirement plan. I'm Hope's a dangerous thing, but I'm keeping it alive. Pizza. Yeah. Uh, 204-780-6868. Text the show, 204-780-6868. Jets and Leafs uh, tonight. Uh, texter Mike in Manitoba texts us. He says the Leafs have a better chance at winning the Cup than winning tonight. 
from Mike in Manitoba, throwing some shade uh, over at the Maple Leafs. Um, Kevin texts the show. He says, 4-2 Jets. And uh, Ed goes, the Jets better pull a rabbit out of their hat if they're going to win tonight. Not a lot of faith from uh, Ed. But give us your thoughts, 204-780-6868, I don't know. I think this is a different game given what happened in Montreal. 100%. Uh, the Jets are going to be dialed in on this game. I uh, I would be flabbergasted, Jim Toth, if they came out flat and were not ready to play for this game. These guys are proud. They're ready to go. They were not yeah. happy um, at the end of that Montreal game. Um, so so we were talking about, let's do this now. Um, clearly the lineup has changed, and we'll get into this. Yes. But the reason bonus said, and, and is what a couple of people in our station, the analysts like Christian O'Mal and Trevor Kidd and, and uh, Derek Taylor and them have been throwing around is although the record is good and they took over first, the way they were winning games isn't very, you know, the, other than the yeah. Pittsburgh game, the game against Buffalo wasn't a good idea to, to win a game that way. We know what happened in Detroit, Arizona for, they held the Coyotes to four shots for 31 minutes and then, you know, they eked out a 2-1 win. And then, of course, Montreal. So they're not playing outstandingly well other than that Pittsburgh game in the middle yeah. of there. So what are we, like, this lineup shakeup is clearly what Bonus said, and we've been running the audio all morning and all, all night last night, was the fact that I don't like the way we're playing. I don't yeah. like the, so I'm, I'm changing the lineup. The goal differential over those, over those, over that five set of games, uh, 16 goals, 15 goals against for plus one. That's not like the Winnipeg Jets and how they've been playing over the course of, of this season. I mean, I, I think except except for that game against Pittsburgh, um, it's certainly different. I mean, when you have a team with a plus 30 goal differential in a five-game span, you're only plus one, and you go three and two over that time, I, I, I would say there is a little bit of a step back. But I look at the, I look at their opponents there, Jim, and I, and I, and I want to get your thoughts on this. Detroit and Buffalo, Pittsburgh. Okay, that's a game you never win in Pittsburgh. A lot of talk about that. You get you get amped up for that one. Okay, I understand. But Detroit, Buffalo, Arizona, and Montreal. Do you think that with the Jets where they are, they're a first place team. They're back in first place because of Dallas losing uh, last night to San Jose in regulation. That it's Arizona, it's Montreal, it's Buffalo, it's Detroit. Maybe it's kind of the Winnipeg Jets looking ahead and say, listen, this is a big one against against Toronto, and they're looking past these a little bit. Do you think that that's something? Do you think that factors in? Maybe maybe not. you're not saying that to yourself, like going, uh, you're looking past it, but maybe it's a subconscious thing. I, I don't I don't think hockey teams look past teams. I, I really don't. I don't I don't think they're sitting in Montreal going, we've got a big one on Thursday, we'll get these two points. But I do think teams subconsciously like play down to their competition or the the style of the game that's being played or like that's what really good teams do is they come out right from the get go and they impose their will mm-hmm. on the other team. So the other I mean, interesting battles to me are when one team's doing exactly what they do to make them successful and another team is countering them with something that but um, so like against Montreal, I just they were slow. They were off. Um, they weren't, you know, going to the right places, a lot of mental mistakes, lots of big mental, mistakes. big mental mistakes. Um, and that just tells, I I don't know, like, I don't know. I don't think they were going well, Thursday's the big game. I don't think that was happening, but I do think they maybe came out and everything we talked about, look at this lineup. Yeah. Like the coaches are putting that Montreal lineup on the board and we're talking about all the injuries they had. And you can't tell me they're not sitting there after 
being Pittsburgh and Arizona and going, you know, we just got to play our game and we'll be fine, as opposed to make sure we're playing our game. Yeah. These are the things we got to do subconsciously. So I think that happens. But that's also why, because that happened on Tuesday, I think this, you know, I, I think all, say they win 5-1 on Tuesday in Montreal. They mm. go into Toronto, they're like, we're rolling, we've won four in a row, let's do our yeah. thing, we'll be fine. I think now it's like lineups changed, we had a practice, we got to be dialed in here. This is a good yeah. team, but th- but more so than this is a good team. These are what we got to do to to combat them. But this is what we need to do tonight. Yeah, the game and there's been a lot of focus, and and Mark Shifley's talked about it. Um, Rick Bonus has talked about it. You know, Kyle Connor has talked about it. Josh Morrissey's talked about it over the last little bit. The Jets are three and two over this span, and they're plus one in the goal differential. They're, they're picking up wins here still. Um, at the same time, and, and, and Corey texts the show two zero four seven eight zero sixty eight sixty eight. He says you can't win every game. Well, that, that's that's definitely right, Corey. But this isn't a situation that Rick Bonus is going to let these guys sit back. I mean, take a look at the the lineup changes. The, this wasn't confirmed following the morning skate here. But these were the lines uh, at, at, at practice yesterday. So I think we can at least um, uh, likely be, you know, at, at least understand that these are going to be the lineup, perhaps even to start the game. Connor Dubois and Wheeler, Baron, Shifley, Ehlers, Perfetti, Lowry, Menelainen, Kuhlman, Stenland, Gagne. So Wheeler moving up to play with Kyle Connor and, and PLD. Uh, Ehlers dropped down to play with Mark Shifley. Morgan Barron moved up. Colbert Fetty moved down to play with Lowry and 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 Metaline. And the defensive pairings perhaps are going to be staying the same. Morrissey DeMello, uh, Dylan Pionk, um, uh, Dylan Sandberg was uh, and, and did attend uh, the optional skate. So whether he's going to be good enough from his illness to slot in there, uh, I would I would think he's going to be taking this uh, the spot for Vivelli Hainala unless they want to put Hainala back in there uh, very very quickly here. But uh, bonus not letting these guys rest up. He says if you're going to have a game like that, you're not going to be playing with the same lines. We're going to be mixing things up. Somebody suggested to me yesterday that it wasn't Mark Shifley who was demoted against Montreal. It was the two wingers. Ella yeah. In Menelainen and um, Kuhlman, was it? I, I don't buy that. Yeah. And I don't think it was a demotion. I think it was a mix-up. But I do think that Mark Scheifele didn't look good in that game, but nobody did. No. Kyle Connor hasn't played, and I know he's putting up points, but I've seen Kyle Connor play a lot better 200-foot game than he has in the last four or five. Mm-hmm. So I think that, you know, and, and look, if you're asking me who's been the most consistent forward other than Dubois... Um, and Shifley's up there, save for last game. I think it's been Blake Wheeler. Yeah, Blake Wheeler, since coming back from injury, I think he had one, the first game back, he looked like he was, and then now he's, he's up top again. So, But I, I do think that this is based on, despite the record and the number of points they got in the last five games, that this is, I don't like the way we're playing. Yeah, And I think this is what Rick Bonus is doing. And I think he said as much. Like, I I mean, I, I know I'm not trying to bestow what I think. I I hear Rick Bonus speak, and I'm like, <laughs> I can see why you're unhappy with yeah. the way they're playing the last five games. Yeah, and uh, Dom just texted the show 204-780-6868 in, in regards to the, how banged up the Montreal uh, lineup was in that game. Remember when they went into Columbus about five years ago? Uh, the Blue Jackets iced an AHL club with all the injuries they had. The Jets lost. Um, well, I've I, seen I, this more often than not, and so have you. Yes, Big time. You get a couple guys in from the AHL, and they might not be able to score. They might not be able to, but they are going to work. 
You got to think of that, and you, so you got to think what happened to the Jets. I didn't see a lot of guys working. I didn't see a lot of guys working hard in that game. But I saw a bunch of Montreal Canadiens like, "This is a chance. This is an opportunity. I'm in the show." I saw a lot of that work. Yeah, you can outwork any team in the National Hockey League. If a team, any team, is not ready to go, if, if a team is ready to work, they will outwork them and they will pick up a win. And that's that's relatively what happened against Montreal. Uh, now, the winning percentage for this one, and I understand that the Toronto Maple Leafs have done really, really well at home. I think they only have three regulation losses at home so far this year. Um, and the Jets are, uh, I think, two games above 500 on the road, um, have not been as good as they have away from Canada Life Centre. Um, Toronto 61.2% to win this one compared to 38.8% win for the Leafs. Is that fair, Jim Toth? I think it's much closer than that. I think yeah. you get. I think Toronto has the edge in this game, just based on how well they've done at home and all that sort of situation. I think. I think they get the edge, but but sixty one point two percent. I don't think it's that high. What I'm saying is, put money on the Jets today if you uh, so enjoy gambling. Yeah, I just look. I got a feeling about the Jets tonight, and it's just because. Um, they're not, and my feeling is they might not win the game. I, I think they have a really good chance to win. I just think that they're going to be, sh- they're going to show up tonight yeah. and it's going to be if tough to play against, um, just given the, the Tuesday game. I don't know if it's 61%. I, I, like I said with James Myrtle, I've thought for five years now, these two teams are very similarly constructed. Mm-hmm. Um, and I do, I think the Jets have the edge just with Connor Hellebuck. Yeah. Um, I think the Jets are a little bit more physical in their top six than um, definitely uh, are. Than, definitely than, are. But then, like I was watching that Florida game for a bit after the Jets game, and um, you know William Nylander is quietly having an outstanding season. He's leading the Leafs in goals, and he's more than a point a game player. There's been a lot of people saying that uh, Austin Matthews has been the third best forward on this team because William Nylander. Uh, and Mitch Marner have sort of taken and, and their I, roles this year. And I haven't watched enough, enough Leafs to see if that's um, Matthews not having the same year or, I, let's be honest, after the year last year, it doesn't matter what that lineup is and how talented yeah. it is. You're going to stop one guy, yeah. and it's going to start with Matthews. So Matthews is probably like Kyle Connor at the start of this year. If you're going to key on a guy in this lineup, it was Kyle Connor, And I think that's why he struggled a bit at the start of the season until he – um, the team started relaxing about him. But I, I, look, I think this is going to be a great game. Um, I, I think the Leafs are coming off that win over Florida and everything else. I, I think the Jets have a real opportunity here to come out of the gate on fire, get a couple of goals, and uh, get in. But it's not going to be easy. Like I, I think exactly what James Myrtle said. No matter who gets a lead here, it's not going to be safe. I think you're going to see some nice goals. I think you're going to see some big hits. And uh, I think it's going to be a really good game. I look forward to the call of, of Paul and Jamie. Jamie joined me yesterday and, and said, like, there's a little buzz in and around the, the Toronto area just because it's the Jets and how well the Jets are doing. Absolutely. Uh, this texture says, Coach Bones knows you have to win the right way because he watched the Vikings have a winning season of 14-3 and to only lose in the first round of the playoffs at home uh, against a much lesser team. The Vikings had been winning games they should not have and created a false team confidence. Everyone knew they had big problems. Jo- uh, Bones does not want the Jets to be like the Vikings. Did you hear the outstanding line from Bruce Johnson, Hal Anderson's weather guy today, about the Vikings? He did the weather, and yeah. then he said, um, much like the weather, I'm, I'm not going to equate it to my Vikings. I'm not going to complain about the weather like I'm going to complain about my Vikings. And Hal said, I'm sorry to hear that. He goes, I've used this before, Hal, but he said, if you're planning your funeral, you call the Vikings front office and you book the Vikings players to be your pallbearer so they can let you down one more time. <laughs> 
Is that not a great line? I saw a stat. Sorry, about, Vikings fans. I saw a stat hilarious. about the Vikings. Is they have had 31 playoff appearances and no Super Bowl victories. Bruce Johnson, tip your waitress. He's here all the time on Hal Anderson show. Uh, so four, they can let Keith, you down. Keith one says more time. four nothing Jets tonight. Uh, that's that's a little bit too rich for me. But I could see it being a four one five two game for the Jets with an empty netter. See, I don't like these games. I don't look forward to these games, Jim, at all. I don't like them. Let's do the reverse. Say I, Toronto wins this game five two. How do you feel about the Jets? Boy, I feel fantastic. I love. See, the problem is, Jim, and this is this is my issue. And I think a lot of people here in Winnipeg, I think I relate to a lot of I hate the Leafs so much. So I can't stomach losses. I am too anxious about the Jets losing that the stakes are too high. The stakes are too high. The victory, fantastic. Love it. I ride high for days. When they lose, it's devastating. It's Thursday. And what I hear and see from you in the time we've known each other, that if they lose to the Leafs tonight, it'll ruin your weekend, even though it's Thursday. Absolutely. No doubt about it. It will ruin my weekend. I'm not exaggerating. It will ruin my... I will be miserable tomorrow. I won't show it. I'll come in. I'll have a smile on my face. I'll act like nothing's wrong, but I will be devastated. You'll show it. You'll, like, kick a puppy on the way in and stuff. Do not kick a puppy. I will... Do not take that. Don't shove an elderly woman out of the way on your way into the elevator. You know, Jim, I am a cat person. I know this. And a rabbit and apparently an orangutan or whatever else you got in that chicken wire (laughs) one-bedroom apartment. Pre-game gets going at 4 o'clock. Puck drop at 6. Toronto Jets. Thursday night hockey here on 680 CJOB. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. Set that cat free if it comes back it was meant to be. Canucks fans were chanting something. Last night, as they got lit up by Ugh. Steven Stamkos and the Tampa Bay Lightning, what were they chanting? What I'll tell you is that. going on in Vancouver? Oh, All right. You told me to shut up, Tyson Ruicki. <laughs> Jets at noon on six eighty CJOB. Quickly, quickly. Elliot Friedman has said on a podcast Uh that the cost for Jonathan Taves is likely a second and third round pick. That's a fair price. I don't know if I'd do both. I I would, especially if you're the Winnipeg Jets and this is your year when you potentially could lose both of your centers in the offseason, depending on what shakes out. I think a second and a third round pick is, is well worth it. It's not worth the first. No chance. Let me ask you this. Is he better right now than Adam Lowry? Um, it's so hard to tell because of how bad the Chicago Blackhawks Because you're not going to play Shifley or Dubois no. on the third. So no. you bring him in. Would he come in and help the fourth line? Well, he's gonna, or would you're, he... you're bringing him in for face-offs. And how much would he be against playing playing on the wing? Face-offs has been a real detriment this year for the Jets. Yeah. One of the few things that hasn't gone well for them. He's got 25 points in 41 games. So you he comes into play face-offs for sure, but would you... How, how, would he fe- how would he feel about playing on the wing? That would be a well, very Well, I would think you would question. have to do that, but yeah. it's still on the third line. So you put him with Lowry and Barron, and Appleton goes down? But things aren't always going to go well, especially in the postseason. He would be a guy that you could plug and play wherever yeah, you go. Yeah, if there's an injury, for sure. I just... Yeah. I don't know at this stage for a second and or a things third. aren't even or things aren't even working. I mean, why why did the Jets just make changes right now? I, I tell mean, you if, what, if, if they was added on the lineup, another center, though, like him... And I don't mean for the top six, but whatever you, you did with them. You can't have enough centers. 
if all of a sudden, like that fourth line center has been a revolving door, and I I love everything about Kevin Stendlin, what he's yeah. done as a call up. But going into the playoffs, if you could replace that with a Taves, then this was a conversation we were just having. Uh, anyway, in regards yeah. to to Dylan Sandberg too. I mean, yeah, fantastic. I, I I think he's been really really good, and he's showing a great trajectory. But um, in terms of on defense. Um, are you ready to put a rookie in a spot like that in the postseason? So a second and a third for him for pure rental. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would have a conversation. Well, the conversation would be, what about a third and a fifth? <laughs> <laughs> Let's start Which from I there. would get a no, but I'd be like, well, what about? I don't mind that third and a fifth. Oh, uh, a source just told me uh, from our newsroom, a um, Skylar Petters. Who's that? Skyler Peter. So anyway, I got a text that he was nine for nine in the dot versus Buffalo on Tuesday. Uh, see, that's what that's what's going to be. So Faceoffs exciting. have been a real issue for the Jets this year. Faceoffs in the offensive and defensive zones on power plays and stuff. You bring them out there. No, I, I'm in for bringing them on yeah. board. I just what's the cost? Like a second and a third. Are the Jets all in this season, Jim? Yes or no? Yes, they have to be. Okay, well then a second and a third round pick, I think, is something you're willing to give up. Not a first. That's not. That's that's. Heavy, well, at first you're going future. big game hunting like Patrick Kane, Bo yeah. Horvat, yeah. and you're 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 sending that second, if not this year, next year. You're probably doing a first this year and a second next year for those guys. Speaking of Bo Horvat, and the and the Vancouver Canucks chanting tank, 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 uh, but they're in a bad spot. Actually, also another person, uh, Pistol Pete, Skyler Peters, somebody, twelve points out of a playoff spot, eleven points out of the bottom of the league. Out of the Bedard sweepstakes, essentially, 7.5% to get that first-round pick. Um, they're in the worst spot you can be in the National Hockey League. Too far away from the postseason and too far away from the chance The Canucks the remind me of the Chicago Bears. They're just good enough to keep sucking. That's the worst spot. And that is. You have to either suck and you can rebuild. That was the Buffalo Bills for years. Yeah. You're, you're good enough, but you're, not good in, you're, you're good enough to keep being bad. Pre-game show gets going at 4 o'clock. Puck drop at 6. Jim Toth will take you all the way until 3 o'clock. Tyson Rewicki, thanks for producing the show. That's it for me. I'll be back same time tomorrow. See ya. Let's go, Jets! Wow. Boo, Leafs, boo! Oh, man. Boo! Take it easy, man. I hate the Leafs. Jets at noon on 680 CJOB.